folks from YouTube land. Uh, let's pray. Father, I just thank you for tonight. We thank you, Lord, that you are in complete control. We, we are submitted to you and surrender to you. And we thank you, Lord, for your will to be done tonight, that you'll be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And so it is grab the ending, the leverage your eternity. And it, I, 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 the view of this message of, of just beginning of, of knowing that I need to see God's ending at all times, even when you're in the middle of something that may not be going in the direction you think it should go. Uh, Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 through 14, it says, Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have laid hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize of God, God's heavenly calling in Christ Jesus. And so uh, even this now, now even newer, because I actually didn't do this right to start the last time. So let's, let's talk about this message came to me and trying to change a tire on a car. And as we were trying to desperately press down and no matter how much strength and effort we were pushing on it, we, we just couldn't move it. And then something hit me as my wife says, pray did you pray and obviously when we should be praying we don't pray it and I hadn't prayed but I prayed and God says go to the end of the tool that you're using and once I did that I had the leverage to move what was unmovable at first now he took me to the ending and one of the things as the body of Christ, we got a great ending. If you've accepted Christ in your life as your Lord and Savior, it doesn't matter what's happening in this world. If you read the end of the book, we win. We are champions. And I want you to know, grab a hold of that ending, especially now where things are just chaotic and not working. doesn't seem like anything's going right. Grab a hold of the ending that your God has saved you for eternity. You're going to be with Jesus forever. And you grab a hold of that, and you can live in this moment knowing that there's a better ending for you because God is with you. So keep your foot on the spiritual gas until, until it becomes a way of life and not just one of the ways of life. It is your way of life. We're going to press toward the mark. We're going to press toward Jesus. We're going to press toward uh, God's victory. We're going to press toward healing. We're going to press toward restoration and press toward my children being saved, my marriage being saved. I am not taking my foot off the gas until the prize is revealed in my life. So start the start of spiritual change may take just a decision, but to fulfill it, it takes faith and obedience. Anyone can make a decision. It is the faith and obedience that makes the difference. And you want to be a difference maker. God is calling us to be difference makers. And as you grab the ending, grab the ending, even like when we do things, and even when you're taking care of your body, even personally, uh, sometimes we get discouraged, but because we lose sight of the picture that we're trying to get to, the goal is to be a healthy person, not just necessarily be a smaller person, but to be a healthy person. And you take hold of that ending, and in the midst, when you feel like giving up and giving in and turning to temptation, you go like, no, there's an ending. I want to be a Alive to play with my kids. I want to be strong enough to be around and, and be here for others and, and be a blessing. So keep the ending in hand. The ending may not be with the same thing or people though. So the people that you start with may not be there in the end when it's all said and done. However, don't go chasing people or things that have decided to leave. If they've decided to go, God is going to finish it with you anyway. And so you need to let God be the finisher. God be the difference maker. God needs to be the one who takes 
you through and not people. Because when it's all said and done, you're going to give God the glory for it anyway. You're not going to give the people you kept around you. You're going to keep the God that's within you. He's going to be the one that says, I need you with me. It says forgetting those things which are behind. As we talked about last service, the last sermon about forgiveness and, and letting people go and not hanging on to the past and not hanging on to hate and hurt. We let things go. And that's the only way you can press forward by letting go of the past. The past will hold you down. God has a better forward, a better present, and a better future for you as you let things go. In 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12 through 14, it says, fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made the good confession before many witnesses. I charge you in the presence of God who gives life to all things and of and of Christ Jesus who made the good confession in his testimony before Pontius Pilate. Keep this commandment without stain or reproach until the appearance of our Lord Jesus Christ. You keep, you hang on to those commandments. You, you grab, you leverage the ending, leverage the fact that I'm born again. I may be in the middle of a, of a mess, the middle of something going on now, but I know that I'm born again. I know I'm saved. I'm going to run with Christ and I'm going to grip that. So gripping the end gives us leverage to make the turn toward God in, in all things, especially in the middle. And just like I talked about that tire we were trying to change, that once we move toward the end of that, that tool and the handle of that tool, we were able to budge the thing that was seem impossible. Never try to move something in the middle of it. Go ahead and, and honor God and, and honor what God said he's going to bring you through. Just because things are heavy in the middle doesn't mean God will not land you in the place according to his will. They may be heavy now. Things may be frustrating right now dealing with them. But God has said, I've called you to a place. I've called you to an ending. I've called you to a, to a spot in your life that I am going to finish and produce in you my will, my work. Uh, Isaiah 55 and 11 says his word cannot and will not return unto him void. It will accomplish where it is sent. The word is going to finish. Do not quit in the middle. Do not give up. Finish what God has called you to finish. Fight the good fight. And you're in a good fight. You fight good. You fight well. You fight with the good God who's going to bring you through. But it is dangerous to only see what we are in the middle of without grasping his will, this, this will pass, that this will pass, and the ending is greater. There's a greater ending. And a lot of people say, this too shall pass. I will say it about the virus. We all said together, this too shall pass. It shall pass. And we are going to be standing in the end of this glorifying God. Truly, to truly gain leverage on your purpose means keeping a tight grip on the ending. Nobody had to learn this better than Joseph. And in Genesis 37, if you read there through, I uh, think, 37 through chapter 50 of Joseph, he was given a great dream, and his father loved him, and he had this dream, and, and he went through so many persecutions of being enslaved and, and working and then being accused of something he didn't do and then locked in jail for, for something he didn't do wrong, but he kept his eyes on the ending. And after 13 years of going through so much, his ending showed up. This is a powerful example. Maybe you've been believing God for a long time and just 
is like your struggle and you feel like, God, I don't see anything working out. I don't, I don't see it working. And I would say to you, grab a hold of the ending of what you are believing God for. You did not start off in prayer by saying, God, if it gets hard, I'm going to quit. You prayed for God to bring you through and for godly results. Don't let up. Don't give in. Don't give up. He was a powerful example about not allowing the middle chapter to keep you from ending God's promises in the beginning. He was in the middle of a chapter, middle of an accusation, middle of family hatred. His brothers hated him, but he kept going because God had a finish that was better than what he was going through. God has a finish in you that's better than what you're going through. God has an ending in your children where you see them blessing and praising God and loving God and serving God. You see them free from addictions. You see your body heal. You see yourself well in the name of Jesus. Don't give up. Don't give in because the middle is different or middle is difficult. Go back to the ending. Grab a hold of the ending and say, God, I'm going to hang on to your word because I know you're word cannot lie and it will remain forever it says heaven and earth will pass away but his word will never pass away you grab a hold of it and you begin to say god i'm going to turn my mind toward your word turn my mouth toward your word turn my hearing toward your word in second corinthians chapter 4 and verse 16 through 18 it says therefore we do not lose heart you know we I think the first message we did was in, dealing with Proverbs said, hope deferred will make the heart grow sick. Here it said, don't, do not lose heart. And that is, a, that is a powerful message because you hear people, if they listen to enough bad news long enough, they lose their heart. What happens when you lose your heart? Well, you can't love when your heart is lost. You can't have compassion. You can't have belief. You can't have faith. You can't even have a standard. So don't lose heart. Uh, though our outer self is washed, wasting away, yet our inner self is being renewed day by day. For our light and temporary affliction. So let's add in, for our, this coronavirus affliction is producing for us, a, a, it's, it's a light affliction. It's not even a heavy affliction, but it's producing for us an eternal glory that far outweighs our troubles. The eternal glory of God outweighs your trouble, and that's when it's more weight on the glory of God and more weight on eternity, this thing is not stronger than you. It is not greater than you. The weight of God's glory is greater than the weight of this world. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. I mean, I want you just to picture your situation right now. That's difficult, bad, messed up as it is. It is a scene. It's just a scene. It is not permanent. It is temporary. It is just a scene. What is unseen is the ending and the destination that God has for your life. Your faith, as you begin to build and say, God, I'm going to go toward you. I'm going to go where you are. I'm going to go beyond what is seen. But I, I love the part where it says, fix your eyes. Make sure we keep, we keep our eyes, make sure you keep your eyes fixed. And as we said last week, put God's prominence, promises in your dominant eye. Let the promises of God dominate your eye. Fix them on the things of God. 
fix them on the word of God. Don't go to the mirror and say, look how bad I'm failing. Go in the mirror and look at, and look and say, look how great my God is. Look at the one that I'm believing. So you fix your eyes. God, dominate my eyes. And speak that over your children. There you go. And, and again, speaking in schools, uh, one of the things I try to get them to do is see yourself passing. See yourself the star of the test, not taking a star test. Be the star of that test. It is about you, not about the thing facing you. It's about how you look at it. The strength we need to overcome being in the middle of a struggle is an understanding that God is going to produce an ending that will make us forget the current problem. The Bible talks about that when a lady's giving childbirth, that, that all the pains and all the struggle, but once that baby is there, they, they love on that baby. They forget about the pain and love what is now, now holding the new life that is before them. I, I pray over you that this pain, too, will not last. Your heart will not always be broken. Your, 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 your times will not always be trouble. Your emotions will not be all over the place. God is steadying you right now by the power and authority of his word so your current struggle will not last as long as we allow our past or or as long as we allow the very greatness of God chapters are only part of the story they don't end the book about your life do not end your life right now about this chapter don't let this be the last thing about you God has more to your story than the current circumstances our current struggle will last as long as we allow our past to maintain the loudest voice in our mind. Like you have a dominant eye, you also need to have a dominant ear that's going to hear God. Don't let your past, thank you, thank, uh, get you in the middle of something and say, see, you've never been able to finish anything. You've never been a finisher. You've never accomplished anything. There's not anything good about you. You stop it right there and say, I'm a child of the most high God. Jesus saved me. He died for me. He resurrected for me. And I live in him and he lives in me. And I am going to complete and finish what God has called me to complete and finish. And so you come out of the past and say, we're not going to live here anymore. We're not going to stay here anymore we are going to finish what God has started in us we can stay in something uh, we can stay in something long enough until we believe it is as far as God will take us and forget that he showed us greater things in the end if you begin to face and stare at it so long you'll begin to think well this is all God wanted to do with me this is all Abraham and Sarah ran into this and, and then Abraham, Sarah says, okay, go into my handmaiden. But God said, you know, he did this. But God says, no, I, I have something better for you. Why did you quit in the middle? Why did you stop early? Why did you not go with the prize through Sarah? And, and obviously forgiveness and, they, and ultimately had a baby. But don't stop. Now yells louder, but later will last longer. Just because you're now and your current situation is yelling, uh, people, maybe broken relationship may have ended and yell like, am I ever going to have anybody in my life? Well, well God is, is there for you. He'll never leave you or forsake you and God will bring them to you. But don't let, because that thing is yelling louder, cause you to make a decision that's outside of the God who wants something in your life to last longer. This virus is a light affliction. 
compared to how we are uniting in faith as a, as a country, as a, as a world, this virus is temporary and it is becoming a force for greater victories because we're coming together. Marriage problems are, are being healed in the name of Jesus. Struggling children are coming around. Bad jobs and, and, and of course, a, a pandemic outbreak will produce a greater faith and, a well, and, and well as, as well as better people. Just better people. Overall, we're going to come out of this on the other side. And as a verse, even when Joseph told his brothers, what you meant for evil, God is going to make for good. What is meant to tear us down and tear us apart has only brought us together. Grab a hold of the ending. Do not try to turn things in the middle. Grab the ending and say, I'm going to hang on to what God wants to do in my life. In Zechariah chapter 4, in verse 9 through 10, it says, the hands of Zerubbabel have, have laid the foundations of this house, and its hands will complete it. And that's, you know, we have to stop right there. The foundations laid, and it says his hands will complete it. I mean, that's the promise right there. God didn't have you just start this to not finish. He said, the very hands will complete it. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. For who has despised the day of small things? But these seven eyes of the Lord, which scan the whole earth, will rejoice when they see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. God will use the smallest steps in the beginning to produce a great breakthrough in your life. Smallest steps. And Pastor, I don't know how to pray. Uh, just hold your hands up and say, Jesus, I love you. Lord, I, I open my heart and my mind and my spirit to you. Just speak to me, Lord. Show me what to want. Show me what direction, what I should be speaking over my, my children. Show me the things. Help me learn how to be a blessing and, and, and praise the things that you are showing and having the small things that are being delivered to me every day. Show me how to, to worship you with all of my heart, soul, mind, and body. I present to you my body as a living sacrifice. Any step in God's direction is a powerful move towards God's called destination. Just start walking in that direction. Walk in that direction. God, I, I don't know how I'm gonna pay my I don't know how to pay my bills, but I'm gonna walk in your direction. I don't know if my kid is ever gonna talk to me again, but I'm gonna walk in your direction because you said train them up in the way that they should go and they would not depart from it. Lord, I don't know where my children are. I don't know if they're out there in the streets. I don't know if they're get putting themselves in danger, but I pray a hedge of protection over them. And I wanna thank you, God. I'm gonna turn in my marriage, I'm gonna turn in the right direction, I'm gonna quit all this thing of saying I've fallen out of love and start walking toward God in the ending. That's when I said in the vows, till death do us part through sickness and, and health and through good times and bad times. Lord, I'm not going to give up in the middle. I'm going to grab a hold to the ending and I'm going to, that ending that says till death do us part and I'm going to turn from this heavy middle into a strong ending. We will finish strong. And, and, and as you pray that, as you begin to move toward that, that begins to set the example and begin to set the pace in your life that you've got your foot on the gas to get there to the prize that God has for you. My, my mother uh, just 
she was just such a, a praying person and, and not, now I had no idea as a little boy that this was preparing me for ministry, but my joy is worship and I, and I love to pray. My mom used to get my twin and I out of bed when we were young boys and she would take us into the living room and make us pray with her. And we had no idea what to pray, how to pray. We were frustrated that she took us out of bed, but she would be praying knowing we could hear her and she would just be speaking the word and praying the word. And while there, while I was listening and not wanting to be there, God was using her to train me up on how to pray. And I believe that as you begin to be that example, as we said last week, you're either your kid's example or you're their excuse. She was an example of prayer. She was an example of us that I don't care how tired you are, give yourself over to God. He will make up the rest. We would never forget that. I will never forget that. Where did this strong uh, desire for prayer come from? It came from a praying mom who was refused to give in to the circumstances. And I say that to you. Don't be afraid to show your faith in front of your children. Don't be afraid to show your love for God in front of your family. The prodigal son, he was another. Through all of his mistakes, he was eating with, with in, this, in this hog place, the husk of pigs. And, 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 he, and he said, even the servants in my father's house has a better, better place than I do. And as he turned to go back to his father, when his father saw him, just this small direction, his father began to run toward him, began to, to pursue him and loved on him and hugged him and didn't remind him that he ran away, but reminded him that he was his son. And he put a robe on him. He put a ring of authority on him. And he said, because uh, you are my son, we're going to have this great feast for you. And that's how God is. And maybe you did give up on something in the middle. Well, God says, turn, go back to it. Let's grab a hold of that ending. Let's grab that ending. Let's, let's grab a hold of by his stripes I'm healed. Let's grab a hold of this marriage shall work. We're going to be good examples. We're not going to be a part of this. This curse shall be broken. My child shall serve the Lord God with all my soul, mind, and body. My children, my whole household, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. He loved on him. He hugged him and run toward those small steps. Father, and I just pray this over you right now, that you'll see those small steps that, that your situation is taking on behalf of God the Father. If you, they begin to take on to it. And so I, I believe that you'll begin to see not what they're doing wrong, but what catch them doing right. Begin to catch them doing the things that God has called them to do, that you've been praying for all of this time. So no matter how far gone, a person or situation has been the, rem the reminder that eternity remains, they are reachable. Remind them, eternity remains. My kid is strung out on drugs. Come on, we're going to string them out on Jesus. We're going to leave them out there for God to help them, hold them, and bless them. Uh, my, uh, we just, we don't have any love. We don't have any affection for each other. I believe that God is going to bring you together and make you one again spiritually, soul, mind, and body. I believe that you're, you're, you're going to be blessed in everything you put your hands to do. It shall prosper. That you're being taken up from feeling like a failure to feeling like God has got me and God is going to complete in me what he started. Grab the end of the lever. Grab the ending. You cannot turn in the middle of this mess. You got to grab a hold of the end and you cannot turn talking about your problem. You can't turn if you're, you can't turn. I, I love it in, in the book the, about uh, of the fact of uh, purpose-driven life. There's a statement in there that says you cannot fix the problem if you're always fixing the blame. 
If that's the case, you have to stop and say, you know what, God, I want to turn this over to you. No more excuses, just prayer and worship unto God. And so I pray, I pray. My, my prayer to you and, and speaking over you is that you grab the ending. This is not where you are, is not where you, you believe for from the start. God has your ending in mind. He has your hope in mind, and he is going to see you through it. So we're going to grab that together. I want all of you out there just to bow your heads and, and pray. I want to pray over you to take hold of the ending. Father, I just thank you for this message. And I thank you, Lord God, the healing that it brings to my heart. And, and just being able to even say it out that to grab a hold of the ending. Just because things look unfixable, impossible, that, Lord, that doesn't mean it's over. And I pray, Lord, person there that's that's even with with children, that's really strong in my heart. As you just, like maybe they're just gone. Maybe they're not going to ever do right. I pray you grab the ending of the word. And the word says that you train them up and the way that they should go. They won't depart. They're going to come back to that. They're going to come back to that. You keep praying. You keep your hand on the ending. Let go, quit gripping about what's going on in the middle and get your hands on the end and begin to see them free. I'd say that about yourself as well, that maybe you're looking and say, maybe I'm not supposed to be blessed. Maybe because of all the wrong I've done, even though I've come to Christ, that wrong still haunts me. No, the devil's a liar. That God has said, I got a blessed place for you. I got an opportunity for you to turn around. My parents will never listen to me. No, you, your parents love you. The heart of the Father will be turned toward you, that Malachi 4, 6 says. That there's a turning, there's a heart to love and have compassion for children. And children love and honor their parents. And, and I thank you, Lord Jesus, for a ministry to heal families. And Lord, as churches are coming together all over the nation in a way that you're sparking a revival through us Lord that we're preaching in ways we've never done before is because you have an ending in mind that we're going to grab that we're grabbing a hold of now and said I'm not letting go till there's a turn I'm not letting go till there's a turn in my body a turn in my mind turn in my spirit and I'm going to grab the ending and believe God Father we thank you we thank you as you are praying I pray if you're out there just to receive Jesus, just confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus died and rose on the third day and and he loves you. He died for you. He got up for you. And as you say that and say, Jesus, I accept you. I believe that you rose and I can be born again by accepting you into my heart as my Lord and Savior. According to your word, which cannot lie, I'm born again. We, We love you. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen.